Hey guys, Dr. Greg here, and I just had one of the most enlightening conversations with Hannah Lane, the founder of AWG Bakery. So if you are gluten-free or have dabbled with gluten-free, this is a must-listen-to or watch conversation. In our conversation, we did a deep dive into Hannah's health journey. She was a dancer for 20 years and had digestive issues and brain fog. We then went into her background into food science. She actually worked for a protein bar company and then started to, in her own kitchen, make her own gluten-free bread. And now three and a half years later, she has a nationwide company that has some of the cleanest ingredients out there. By the way, we're going to do a deep dive as to why most of the gluten-free breads out there are junk and they have bad ingredients and you're still being exposed to the things that will trash your gut. So all things gut, all things yummy. By the way, if you grew up like me, you love a good sandwich and you felt you had to give that up to be on a gluten-free journey, but it doesn't have to be that way. So our conversation is fun, it's light, and I hope that you get through this and you are so encouraged about the information of good products that are out there for you and your loved ones. Hey guys, Dr. Greg Mojan here, and on today's episode of The Daily Dose with Dr. Greg, I have the founder of AWG Bakery, Hannah Lane. Hannah has an amazing journey of her own health into being in her kitchen, making her own product, and I'm excited to share time with her today. I'm so excited to be here here. Thanks for having me. Excellent. So Hannah, you have your own journey. We all seem to have our own journey that got us where we are. So to, to like, take me back to where like the first symptoms or signals in your world came about and you're like, okay, something's got to change. Yeah. So I had, um, I grew up as a dancer. I started dancing when I was three years old, very aware of my health and my body and that energizing myself. And so I knew the basics of eating healthy and feeling great. And so basically, um, fast forward when I was 23, I started to have brain fog, weight gain, fatigue. I was not thriving like a 23 year old should right. feel. Yeah. So that was when I started my journey on trying to figure out what was wrong with me. I never was one to run to Western medicine, yeah. but I had never explored functional medicine or anything like that quite at that time. So I went to a chiropractor and I told him all my symptoms yep. and he's amazing. And he told me, I think you have this and that and, or, you know, Hashimoto's hypothyroidism, but no labs or anything. So we worked for a long time to try to figure out what, what was my problem, okay. but it wasn't really getting to it. Just being just my chiropractor wasn't enough okay. and it was getting worse and worse for me. Okay. And so then I I was so, I needed something else. So I sought out Western medicine. I went to um, a regular doctor, yep. got my labs and they were like, you have hypothyroidism Hashimoto's and I'm going to put you on medication, right. which is not something I wanted to do. But at that point I was so desperate. Right. And I think what a lot of people get to, they're just desperate. Yeah. So I got on medication I was on that. It wasn't really doing that much. And so I went back to them, got my labs done and they're like, Oh, we're just going to up your dose. And you're going to be on this for the rest of your life. You're going to be on medication. And being 23, I was really not going to accept that because I was, I, I know better. That's, that's ridiculous. You know? So I sought out, I found an amazing functional medicine doctor cool. that changed my life. I got comprehensive panel hormone panel. Yeah. Um, she taught me all about doing a total lifestyle overhaul right. with my diet, with my, um, 
distress, yeah. food, everything, which the doctor just did not do for me. I know, which what I heard they have their place early on. Yeah, I go ahead. Say like, I started dancing when I was three, and twenty years later. And for anyone that's a part of like yeah. dance or gymnastics or cheer, it is not like a hobby, right? It is like an all-consuming, yeah. highly demanding, um, figure-aware um, yes. will because you have to like look the part, right? So, so yeah, the load. Just think of the stress load on your system for those two decades. So, okay. So, yes. so you stepped in and it wasn't just labs. It was also like, Hey girl, like this is more than just vitamins and diet. Like we got to look at the big picture of this. Cool. Keep yeah, going. exactly. It, it was, it was everything. It was hormones. It was supplements. It was just everything. It was just, I needed to just do a total lifestyle yeah. overhaul, yeah. even though I was considered I was eating whole wheat bread. I was having, you know, Greek yogurt in the morning. It, you know, I was doing things that a typical person would say was a healthy lifestyle, right. but I was also living with a low level stress anxiety, Whoa. which I think is, is, you know, is a slow killer. <laughs> and so I, you know, and I was eating out of plastic um, containers and stuff like that. Yep. So since we couldn't really nail down exactly what it was that was causing this, yep. I just started to get, try to get to the root cause, you know, I had leaky gut. So basically this led me to cutting out grains and gluten. I tested sensitive to gluten. I'm not celiac, right. but which a lot of people are gluten sensitive. It's not necessarily, the glu it's not necessarily gluten. It's glyphosate. Amen. That's, you know, yes. um, you know, so it just depends. Right. So, um, but I totally cut this out, cut out the grains. And, um, that's when I started working on my recipe for AWG. Oh, okay. So that journey yes. was slow testing little things. And then what was, what was the first, Hey, I'm onto something with this lifestyle thing. What was the first symptom shift that you saw on that journey back to the real Hannah? Yeah, it was really all of a sudden I, cause also I got debilitating migraines. Oh. So that was the first thing that really started to change. I was not getting migraines. I had energy okay. and, and I think the first thing I started to implement things and would kind of notice changes, but it really wasn't until I, um, did everything I could to lower my stress and breath work yeah. that was huge for me that was a total mind shift mind and that when my mind was there then I could like wrap my head around I think it was just everything was going so crazy and it was so overwhelming yeah. and I think the breath work and the stress was huge I love hearing you say that Hannah because so many people are looking like for this like really expensive niche thing or they want to go to <laughs> the South America and do an ayahuasca journey and I'm like well, how about we start with the low-hanging yes. fruit that's free like, how are yes. you controlling your breath? Um, I have a, yes. a huge background in neurology, and we know that the most effective way to take your body from this stressed and taxed state into a state that says, hey, I'm good, is your breath. So I, I that's 100%. Thing, like, like you, like, like they say in Monopoly, right? Do not pass go, do not talk $200. How are you managing <laughs> Yes breath and what tools are you using? We, we giggle. I've, so I've done this for over 20 years. Um, I, 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 for years, yeah. I've called these things like gods and grandma's tools, right? The things that just work, right? So breath, getting yeah. your nervous system to a place. And then what it does, at least what it did for me was just allow me to slow down and be like, yes, okay, hundred percent, not just being frustrated about my health or my journey, but be able to slow down and go, 
what is my body saying to me? So I have this, so I've been doing this for 20 years. I believe that the body responds appropriately to its environment, right? So my, yeah. my digestion's off, I'm stressed out. It doesn't mean that you have a lack of Prozac and you, you know, you need to take a bunch of these meds. The question is if it, if you have that perspective, then just ask a good question and slow down. Yes. Right. So, so I love that. Okay. Time out now. So not everyone rushes to their kitchen and starts making their own recipe <laughs> when, they, when they have yes. found some things. So, and by the way, I come from a family where my mom and my dad were both raised on large ranches and my mom was actually, actually a home ec major. So I do oh come gosh. from a house where we cook things. I do come from a house where we actually had our own stone grinding mill. Um, so that's how we would wow. do things as a kid. So I'm curious. So, so back up, back the truck up a little bit for me, Hannah. Yes. What was your background that said, I'm going to take this to my kitchen? Well, I had, um, so I was a professional dancer, my young twenties, and then I kind of needed to do other things. And my passion was really, um, health food. That already was my passion. So I already started working for health food companies. Okay. So I worked for a protein bar company, um, and I became a health coach and that was really, I loved that. Yes. So that was huge for me. So then I, um, while I was sick, I was working for a startup protein bar company. Okay. And, um, so that was really, I was really working, which was not good for my stress, <laughs> which is really hard to say, you know, of course people can't just like stop stress, but, yeah. um, when I had to become paleo and gluten-free, I just loved learning about health foods and, you know, going to Air One Market in LA. It's like this, the top health food market. I don't know if you've been there before. I haven't, but I'll have to but, check it out. Oh my gosh. It's the, it's the healthiest of healthy and it's right. delicious and they have a market and food. And so basically I became obsessed with doing this, right. but I was like, I didn't want to cut out bread out of my life. I mean, and nobody does because it's a staple, you know, it's like, that's the comfort food. You can go without cookies. You can go without cakes, but you want bread, know. you know? You, and like when people think staple, go ahead. I use the word like anchor, like, like if I think back to my yes. childhood, I think of like coming in and playing with my buddies and mom would have a sandwich, right? ready for us. Yes. There's these huge yes. to our lives of, of good times and times with friends. So, so, so you're like, no, I'm not giving up that anchor or that staple. Yeah, exactly. And it was so hard because the bread out there, I had become so educated on looking at ingredients and stuff like that. And there's so much brainwashing when it comes to bread in terms of you see it and it says, Oh, keto. And it's so healthy. And you look at the ingredients and it's so bad it, and it's worse than eating normal bread. Right. And, um, so I really, and then, so I was trying to find a grain free bread, which is, you know, a step beyond gluten free Yes. because so many gluten free breads contain rice flour and oat flour and flours that are just kind of not super nutrient dense and more okay. carby. And yes. so that's when I started working on my own bread because I loved to bake and cook at home. I shared my recipes on my Instagram. So I'm like, I'm just going to start working on this. Okay. And started working on my bread at the same time I was working for this protein bar company. Okay. And all of a sudden the funding went through on the protein bar company uh -oh. and I lost my job. Oh my so I was at home with this great bread recipe and no job. So I'm like, 
I'm going to try to sell this. And it was the scariest thing I ever done. And I just, um, I had my bread and I was making it at home. I could only make eight loaves a day. It takes so long to make. And I posted it on a local Facebook group and it went crazy. And I instantly knew the demand was there for something that was different and healthy. And so that was when it really all started. Oh my gosh, Hannah. I love when the world says the only way that you're going to do this is if I pull the rug on something that is yeah. really a comfort in your world. And I think we can all look at our life and go, had it not been for the protein bar company getting funded, AWG probably wouldn't be a thing, right? Because you'd be like, well, this 100%. is my time and my attention and my focus. I'll make a few loaves for myself every once in a while. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I got to put, I need to make some money. So, and, then, yeah. and I'm so grateful that you like, Cause you could have been like, okay, I'll, I, I have experience in protein bars and, and food startups. I'll go find another one. But you kind of had this like seedling, <laughs> dare I call it things yes. in there. And you're like, I'm going to double down. So, okay. So you started making loaves of bread. You can make eight loaves a day. And just, just for perspective, yeah. for those that have probably never baked a day in their life from the time you grabbed your first bowl in the kitchen until the time you had a loaf wrapped and ready to be delivered. What was that time, that length of time? It was about six hours. Wow. Yeah. I mean, and their bread tea is just known for taking a long time. And mm-hmm. then when you're doing it at home, I had one oven and then I even bought mini ovens on Amazon. So I had like these ovens lined up in my kitchen and I blew out a fuse a few times. Right. Right. Okay. So then you're- <laughs> and I was, go ahead. I was buying my ingredients on Amazon. So I was literally losing money on this bread because I was spending all my time and everybody thought I was crazy. So that's, that was the beginning. That's crazy. Okay. So we start selling locally and then you're, and then, and then that demand is bananas. And then you're like, okay, now you're up against another, another like shift. Right. So then what was the big decision in front of you? Like walk me through that next big step. And mind you, this is at the same time that I'm trying to heal myself. I have not healed. I have, I am still struggling with my health issues at this time. Wow. Okay. But it was the best thing I could have done for myself because I was my, it was so good because I was my own boss and I loved being in control of my life and career. And if you needed a a chance to pump the brakes and, and simmer for a bit, you could do that. Yes. And I went from my whole life from being from just killing myself all day, school, the dance practice, school, the dance practice to working for this startup. So it was like almost exactly what I needed at the time. So I love it. I love it. Okay. What was the, so now we're, now you're sold out every day, eight loaves a day. Yeah. And what's the next step? So I'm losing money. Everybody's telling me I should quit basically other than the fact that it's just going so well. And so my aunt actually, who um, I was super close to, she was actually looking for something to do. So she's like, Hey, let's join together. Let's make this um, a legitimate company. Let's get an office and a bakery and let's start selling this online. So we had worked basically trying to learn everything we could about business, about um, bakery, about food, learning to do this from the very beginning. And that's when we started selling um, nationwide online. Oh my gosh. So from the time you sold your first loaf locally on Facebook until today, what, how long are we down the road here together? So it's about three and a half years. Oh my gosh. I sold on, I sold at home for six months and then now we've been in business three years. And how amazing is it that the timing, even with the pandemic, 
allowed you guys to continue to operate your bakery and ship to people without them having to leave their house. Yeah, we've been, we were only in business for a few months before the pandemic started. So it's been a little crazy to navigate that. (laughs) You have so many serendipitous timings through this journey, because what if you had like, what if you guys would have went and rented the swanky storefront right before the pandemic? And they're like, sorry, you're shut down. You're like, oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I know. That's what we were always wondering. Are we going to be able to get ingredients? What's going to happen? Are the ports going to shut down? I mean, not a typical time to be having a business, especially a food business. Hi, everyone. I hope you're enjoying today's episode of A Daily Dose with Dr. Greg. Please stick around for a quick word from our sponsors, and we'll be right back to our conversation with Hannah Lane. Life Boost Coffee offers an incredible variety of organic coffees, and there's an additional benefit to Life Boost. All Life Boost coffees are low acid, which means that if you've had to cut back on coffee before because it irritates your gut, you can enjoy Life Boost without any issues. People are often amazed at the difference between Life Boost and other coffees. For example, Life Boost doesn't sit on store shelves for months. There's no fresher way to get coffee, and it's delivered right to your door. Since you're listening to my podcast right now, they're running a 50% off special for your first order. Go to lifeboostdeal.com. I hope you're enjoying this interview with Hannah Lane, founder of AWG Bakery. Hannah was kind enough to offer a special discount code just for you. Use Dr. Greg 10 at checkout on awgbakery.com. That's drgreg10 for 10% off your order. Enjoy the rest of the show. Uh, a little bit ago, you touched on that not all gluten-free is created equal. So these people that are going out to their grocery store or their Costco or whatnot, and they're and all they're looking for is gluten-free. It's all, I almost feel, because I've been in this world for about 20 years, I almost feel like as long as it says gluten-free, that's the only thing they need to see. So yep. tell me, tell our listeners, like, it's not just gluten-free. What are the ingredients inside? And you had mentioned like rice and oat and some of those things. What are some of the ingredients that our listeners need to have a beacon up when they turn that label around and start reading ingredients? Yeah. So it's, it's so, like I said about the greenwashing, that's huge for me because mm-hmm. the label, you think it's so healthy, even it will say organic right? and it's, it's organic, you know, bad ingredients. So, you know, like you said, you go to Costco right now, they have gluten-free breads and you turn them over and the first ingredient is modified wheat starch. And that's just, and they, all they've done is taken the gluten out of this wheat, but it's just, it's just not clean ingredients. You want to find whole food ingredients. And so that's what it really is, is looking at those ingredients, which makes it you just can't look at the front and believe the front of a label anymore, I, which is so sad. I'm sitting here with my jaw down because what you just said, by the way, hopefully listeners, you heard what I just said, what the, what the bakeries are doing, because all they, all they know that you care about is the word gluten. So they're taking this grain that's full of glyphosate and all these pesticides and herbicides, and they're cherry picking out, uh, in this case, yeah. a protein and leaving the rest of it after they've plucked this thing out. And it's the number one ingredient, by the way, the number one ingredient on any label is the ingredient that there's the most of, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Toledo. And, and yeah. I'm like speechless right now. So that's a big deal. And they're, yeah. And they're doing this also so they can sell it at a low price. So not only is it not organic, but it just doesn't have clean ingredients. So the combination is um, worse than if you had 
a homemade glutinous bread almost, unless of course you're celiac. Or, totally. And I, and I believe in, and, and what, I'd like to know your opinion, Hannah. So I have very few people that are true celiac patients and I have yeah. gobs and gobs of people that are gluten sensitive. And, and I, I, I honestly grew up in wheat farming, North Dakota. Like my yeah. mom's uncle has actually my mom's sister's family has like a 5,000 acre wheat farm. And by the way, Aunt Pam and Uncle Tim, I love you though, <clears throat> but I'll tell you, and, and you get this, but the listeners need to hear this. What they do to their wheat crop three days before they harvest their wheat crop is they spray the entire field with Roundup. Now, now I'm, now I'm not trying to get Bayer uh, uh, to come after me and give me a cease and desist, but so they do it for a couple of reasons. Number one, is it dries out the plant. It desiccates is the term that they use. So what happens is as a farmer, if your product is too moist, when you take it to the elevator, after you harvest it, you get docked. So it's worthless. The second thing that it does is over, uh, over the, the maturing of the plant, green weeds grow in the, in the field. So if you put a green weed through a combine, it is really, really hard on the equipment. And these guys are running like $600,000 combines up and down their fields. So they take this wheat field and think of wheat. It, this is a ripe piece of fruit and they spray it with like weed killer. Let's just call it what it is. Yeah. right? And then three days later, they combine it and we say it's good to go. So even if you have gluten-free from your local bakery, this stuff is more than likely, if it's not organic, we, there's, I mean, the, I don't, and I don't know the exact statistics, but the, the chance of it having glyphosate exposure is absolutely phenomenally high. And I believe that we're actually glyphosate sensitive just as much, if not more than we are gluten sensitive. 100%, which will cause leaky gut, which causes just everything. I mean, the amount of symptoms that come, that can come from gluten and, and the glyphosate and everything is just crazy. Well, I, that, that breaks my heart. And by the way, there's actually labs now, and this is not to like pump labs, but there's actually labs that can measure glyphosate levels in really? bodies. Yes. So, and we actually know for the listeners that, um, so there's been some, just some amazing, uh, PhD people that have done a lot of research in the glyphosate world. We actually know that it likes to bioaccumulate in connective tissue. So think of like your joints. So it likes that, likes that tendon ligament, soft tissue components. So, um, and then <clears throat> thank goodness that there's enough exposure because there are actually certain products that can bind glyphosate. But hello, let's remember we talked about low-hanging fruit breathwork, right? Why would you let's not get worried about trying to get it out? Let's just stop putting it in your, yes. your body instead of being like, I'll get it in, but I'll just take it right out. Like it doesn't work that way. And even an organic wheat has been so genetically modified over the past hundred years 100%. that even that is still so hard for us in the US at least. Okay. You know, Europe, you know, people say they go over there and they can eat it just fine. And uh, so it just shows you that over here, the wheat is just so messed up. It, yeah. It, it, so if there's a listener that's been to Italy, for example, they're like, why can I eat the bread and drink the wine? And I'm not impacted. And you're right. Yeah. Like wheat a hundred years ago, the wheat plant was like four feet tall here in the United States. And yeah. now it's like two feet if, so it's called dwarf wheat, right? So it's just a very different product. Okay. So you're armed with all this stuff. You're savvy in the kitchen. You start making these loaves of bread now without giving away the secret sauce and the secrets of, but give like, help me understand why your product is just even that much more superior ingredient wise and preparation wise than the stuff that I go get from Costco, for example. Yeah. So I really wanted it to be 
nutrient dense. So it wasn't when you typically think of bread, even a wheat one, it's kind of an add on. Well, I really wanted it to be a nutrient dense addition to the meal. So there's a base of almond flour, coconut flour, and arrowroot. So that really makes it so nutrient dense that you don't feel like, oh, this is, you know, I could skip out on this because I probably shouldn't, you know, kind of a thing. So that plus actually making it taste good because there are a few other breads out there, but they kind of taste like cardboard and it just doesn't, you can try to convince yourself that you're eating something delicious, but it doesn't give you that comfort, you know? It's cardboard. (laughs) Cardboard is the term that I have used so many times because yeah, it's gluten-free, but you're like, man, this is nasty. So yeah, okay, so, exactly. so those, so what I heard you say is almond flour, coconut flour, and arrowroot. And I know those kind of your main, the main ingredients that give not only the nutrient dense component, but also like when I hear of those things, even like for the gut, like you're, t- you're telling me like prebiotic fibers and some of the things that can go in and give that gut the nourishment that it needs to heal. Um, because that's, that's leaky guts, a big thing. I actually did a post on social, like six months ago about leaky gut. And, and of course everyone has an opinion and on social media, they really have opinions, but this one person came back and said, my, 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 my general practitioner said, there's no such thing as leaky gut syndrome. And we were like, eh. so we, we actually, we, and we can put it in the show notes. We actually put a piece of research from Harvard talking about, uh, leaky gut syndrome and tight junctions and, and it's a big deal. You guys, you guys, so like you talked about fatigue and brain fog, Um, and this is not me talking about leaky gut, but if you have leaky gut, like nothing else is going to function the way that it should, it's going to throw off your hormones, your brain, it's going to throw off your lymphatic system. Like your body takes so much energy to, to do this digestive process. If you have leaky gut, your body, it it thinks that things are going into your colon and it's like, all right, I I took care of you. You're out of here. But the reality is they get recycled. So, yep. so it's just, I, I, the, the analogy that I tell my patients, it's like you went and cleaned up your kids' bedroom and you took all the garbage and you put it in the garbage can. And then, and then you came back five hours later into the kids' bedroom and you're like, what the hell? Like who, who's playing a joke on me? This is all back here again. So the term in functional medicine is auto reintoxification. So what it does, it literally redistributes. And just think of, if you're a parent listening to this, just think of the energy it takes to clean your kids' rooms. And if five hours later you it it act as if you did nothing. No wonder why you have fatigue. No wonder why you're weight loss resistant. No wonder why your hormones are a hot mess. So that's the gut. And then also there's this huge gut brain connection, right? So you talked about brain fog. And so I am so grateful that, that, so time out. So now you said that you're shipping this stuff, girl, you have a fresh product. It is like time sensitive. It's perishable. How in the world, by the way, whose idea was it like, Hey, let's just start shipping this stuff around the United States. You know, it was really, it it was because on my Instagram, people were messaging me like, I'm in Michigan. I don't have any access to healthy food. I'm in Ohio. You know, can you ship this? So that was a journey, just learning how to ship a fresh product that has no preservatives in it. Right. You know? Yeah. So we just have to ship everything priority mail to get there as fast as it can. Um, And it actually does last a pretty good time out of the fridge, um, but it is stored in the fridge because of those no preservatives. I love it. Where you see some stores at the bread sitting out on the um, shelf for like two weeks. Oh my goodness. And you're like, how is that possible? It's because of just uh, things they input in it that's preservative. So um, yeah, we were shipping it nationwide. And then we started selling it at local places here in Southern California. 
Very cool. But it's been huge for the people um, across the U.S. That's a most of our business just because they don't have that access. And it's those people who are like, I have not had avocado toast in 10 years. I want bread, you know? <laughs> so Wait, um, are you telling my best friend in Western North Dakota that there's no A1 market in his backyard? Is that your <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that's the thing exactly. I love. I love that. And I, and I also am grateful. I think there's good that comes out of everything. So even take the pandemic, right? And look what it's forced us to do. It's forced us to say, how do we do this even with the craziness of this world? So sometimes those tensions allow us to become innovative, right? So in your guys's case, uh, and obviously it happened before that, like, I love the fact that like, when I think of health, I actually think of my best friend's wife in North Dakota. She's 90 miles from the closest grocery store. And I yeah. say, how could she have access to the best product, the best healthcare, regardless of her zip code? So, so you have, you, you guys have figured that out. So, so not only do you ship and correct me if I'm wrong, you guys do, do you guys do like a subscription model where people can just be like, yep. send me a loaf. So how does that work? That's amazing. So people, bread is something that you go through and you then need it again. You know, it's one of those types of things you have, you can use it for every meal, every snack, breakfast. So um, yeah, you can sign up and then they can get it every two weeks or every month or whatever they want. And, you know, it really is for, that's why we started this is because I started this and all these people were emailing me. I have Hashimoto's, I have thyroid. There's just this community. And then also people who just want to eat healthy. So we really have both um, dynamics here of people who just want a clean bread right. and then people who have those issues. And I love to see people more and more be telling me their stories and telling me how they are becoming advocates for their own health, yes. which I think is so huge nowadays. Like you were saying about the leaky gut, it's like, nobody's going to care about your health as much as you do. If you go to a regular doctor, they're not going to help you with the root cause. I'm sorry. That's just kind of what it is. Right. So it's so great. Now people are like, I'm going to, I'm trying to eat healthy. I'm trying to do these things you know, on my own to help with that. So that was huge for us. The thing I love about that. So you have a product and I love it. And here's the other thing that we know when someone knows that they're doing something that's good for them and they've invested in it that is, and, and, and that in and of itself has its own power because when they yeah. grab that loaf of your bread, they're like, this is the real deal. This is healthy. This is going to nourish my body and my cells and, and move me in the right direction. I mean, the placebo is a real thing. And not only do they think that you also are truly giving them those components. So I love yes. that. Okay. So you said we went from your kitchen and then you and your aunt came together and you guys talked about getting a bakery and, and a kitchen. So are we still in that V2 space after your kitchen or where, where have we been since this three and a half year journey? Yeah, so we have our shop. We ship nationwide. We're sold on the menu at some restaurants here in SoCal. With COVID, it was our goal before this was to get into all the Whole Foods and um, all the retailers. But with COVID, things kind of stopped. Other than, in terms of that, so we just were focusing on getting people their bread. People wanted to stock up on the food, so that was our main focus. So starting in the beginning of this year, that's what we're really working on is getting into those main retailers to even make it more accessible for people. Oh gosh, so are we still yeah. in the V two kitchen, or have we like? grown and now we're in some monster production space. What does that look like? We definitely have a bigger dedicated gluten-free bakery now. That's so cool. And, yeah. and I don't have your website up in front of me. How many different choices do people have when they go to your site? 
So we have our plain everyday bread, which is what um, all the recipes are based off of. And then we have flavors based on that. We have a rosemary and everything, like an everything but the bagel bread, yeah. um, cinnaspice, which is a sweet my, one. My producer just pulled up cinnaspice. I'm like, you had, yeah. I could see some amazing um, French toast out of cinnaspice. And it's so, that's just what's so great about bread in general is that there's so many things you can do with it. Sandwich, French toast, you know, all the toast. It's just so, it's just so versatile. So good. Um, yeah. Gosh, Hannah, this is great. I love just even seeing what these options are and how you're coming along. Um, and then as a company, like, where do you see yourself in five years? Like if you, if you could, if your crystal ball worked, what would it tell you? Um, definitely, hopefully, you know, have to have more products, even some, um, dessert type products, because even those it's so, um, still limited with this healthy nutrient dense kind of, that's also delicious. That's huge. And then being a nationwide in retailers would be so great. So it started with you and then it was you and your aunt, you said, yeah. And yeah. How, big, how big is your team now? We have five people. Oh my gosh. That is Five people in our, we have our bakery and the bakers, but as far as our like admin stuff, it's Very five people. Cool. Yeah. So, you know, there's this concept of, or this thought of, you know, being a, a, a maker and not a taker. So like if someone would have said, Hey, this is what it's going to look like in three and a half years, you'd have been like, Holy Toledo, like this is crazy. So yes. So now you are legitimately like you're part of a healthcare team because we know that food is medicine, right? I've told my patients for years, pay the farmer or pay the doctor choice is yours. Yeah. So yeah. You're, you're really a clutch part inside of that. And that is, that's just gotta be an amazing feeling. And definitely. And it's, and it's, that's what we really, we are, that's our goal now that's become it just not a business. It's just, it started as a need for people people who who wanted it and that's where that's why it got started that's why we got into this crazy thing if we would have known how crazy and how difficult this is going to be in the beginning we might have not done it you know <laughs> I think, yeah sometimes we go inside the jar that we can't read that can't read the label so you started yeah. off the conversation of, of 20 years of dance and having some symptoms and and we've started a journey and and i i don't expect you to say like i've never had a symptom again but where so so we can kind of pull your your health journey full circle yes. like, where is that and and how are you doing from a health standpoint now? Yeah. So a year into my business, I got my Hashimoto's into remission. At the same time, a, year, um, a few years before that, I was thinking about having kids soon. And I was told that it would be really hard to have children at this point, the way my hormones were trash and everything. Uh -huh. And that was really scary to me and almost the biggest motivator. You know, I, I want to feel good, but I want to have kids. Right. So um, I got my Hashimoto's into remission about a year into my business. Um, I was feeling so great. And I um, actually got pregnant uh, a year ago. I have an eight month old now. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So I got my Hashimoto's, but Hashimoto's in remission. And it's been so good because I still have to really be aware of it. When I was pregnant, that was something I really had to be aware of is making sure, but some people I know it can throw your hormones off, but for me being pregnant, really, I was so stable during it and after it. So I'm really grateful for that, but it's definitely something I always have to be aware of, but I definitely have become kind of a health junkie. I'm obsessed with like anything health related. You know, I have my red light therapy and, um, my water filter, I have aqua true reverse osmosis water filter. So that's definitely a huge thing for me is just anything health related is big. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And I think it's important for the listeners to hear the word you said, the word remission, you know, many people are like, 
I'm going to, it's, it's, it's gone away. It's never here. And I'm like, actually, that's not how it works. Uh, yes. want, so I, I, many times I, I use this term, like think of your body being like a, an elementary school classroom and your immune system is like the teacher and the, and these, these antibodies or whatever's caught these them are kind of like those two little boys that are the mischievous ones. And if your immune system is robust, those little boys are at bay. They're in remission, right? They don't have speaking rights. They don't have saying rights. And then, and in your case, 20 years of dance and stress and, and bad food choices all came up and then it took the focus of the teacher of the classroom. And then those little shenanigan kiddos got to start running the class. And that's why a, in many cases, and I'm not trying to, I'm not discounting medicine. There's a time and a place for medicine though. Yeah. Um, what we do know. And so here's the statistics for our listeners. And I'm, so <clears throat> just a preface, I would be a widower if not for Western medicine. Our first child was born with a cord wrapped twice around her neck. So had there not been an opportunity for an emergency C-section, um, I would not have a drop dead gorgeous wife and five lovely babies. So I, there's a yeah. time and place. So I'm, so I want to preface this by saying I'm super grateful. Yeah. Now, I also want to tell you that in the world of developed countries, the United States is number one in emergency medicine. And I just gave you an amazing example of that. Um, when I drive home this afternoon, if I happen to get T-boned by someone doing 90 miles an hour, please don't come rub uh, essential oils and give me a piece of AWG bread, like fly me to the emergency room, right? Use the drugs, the surgeries, the screws. Now the same, and this is all from the World Health Organization when it comes to overall health and wellness. So this is a rating of wellness. Out, out of 37 developed countries, the United States is 35th. And we spend the most on pharmaceuticals or healthcare. We spend more per person per capita on healthcare than any other country. And we're one of the sickest countries. So, so it is time to take the keys back to your health. So if you're a listener, it is time to take your keys back. You are the designated driver. Food is medicine. Um, there's a time and a place for a clinician and a journey and do not discount the, 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 the mental health part of that journey. So many people are like, I tried this program and I tried this diet. And I was like, cool. What did you do for stress release? And, and how did you address yeah. childhood trauma? And do you do breath work? And do you journal? They're like, yeah, no, I just took the vitamins. So I was like, well, you so don't expect if you're stressed out and have stressful relationships and a crappy job, um, don't expect a vitamin to fix those things. Right. Like and I think now more than ever, it's researching, it's doing your, don't listen to it wherever you go, functional medicine, Western medicine, you need to do your research and not just blindly follow. I think what anybody says really. And that goes back into the, when someone has a piece of that bread, because they've researched it, they know that it's good. Yeah. Then there's like this spot of their soul that says this stuff is good for me. And I yeah. know it's good for me. And I've invested in myself. And then they get that kickstart uh, from there. So Hannah, I am impressed. I tell you what, I am to go from working for a protein bar company with being a little bit savvy in the kitchen and all of a sudden whipping up some things, buying your own ovens off of Amazon, dang girl, and doing it as a loss leader, but knowing that it's still like this mission on your soul. Like there are people that are like, true. I'm sure you get some of the, I know for me, one of the most fun parts of being a, a, a healer, a clinician is when you get those messages, those things that are like, you've changed my life. Hundred percent. We get those all the time. <laughs> and then it's, it's worth the it's worth the the crazy sauce, right? Because you guys, I'm sure, have dealt with distribution issues, shipping issues, all of the things that we've dealt with. But yet, there's this like like when you close your eyes, and the question is, why do we do this? You see this flood of people reaching out to you saying, "Thank you, thank you. Life is better. I'm better." And you're like, "Okay, nose down. Let's it's worth go. it." 
Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay. How do people find you? Where, where that, um, what, they, website? How does that work? Yeah. On our Instagram, we're, um, we love to post recipes and all sorts of inspiration at AWG Bakery. Okay. And then our website is just awgbakery.com. I love it. So Hannah, I am so grateful to have you as a part of this. Again, I do this because I'm super curious. Um, I'm excited to get your products. I have, I have, um, we are super health conscious in our house also. And, and I'll be honest with you, we've, we've uh, up till now bought some of the stuff that, and now I know to read, read better. So thank you for just the awareness, right? What I've told people is I, I want someone to never say to me, how come you never told me? Right. So yeah. if you're listening to this, you've been told, <laughs> you know, better now. And, and not only, I'm not saying that you have to go and buy AWG bread, but you actually at least understand if anything, if you, even if you took one thing, right? Like if the first ingredient is, you know, this deglutinized wheat product, then you're still consuming a lot of those nasty chemicals. So Hannah, I am super grateful. Um, we're going to point people to your site and, and get them their stuff. And I am going to get some stuff shipped out to us because I am a bread snob and I have these huge anchors as a little kid uh, for our bread. So I am just super, super grateful. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so All fun. Right. Hey guys, Dr. Greg here. We need your help. We exist to get this information to people literally around the world. So if you have found value in our podcast, we would love for you to like, subscribe, comment, and if you are willing to give us a five-star review, we're going to put your name into a drawing for my favorite vitamin D product, DV3. I have used this as my sole vitamin D now clinically for over seven years. So what you need to do is jump into wherever you listen to podcasts and give us a five-star review, and then you will be put into a drawing for your own free bottle of DV3. Again, like, subscribe, share with your friends, help us get this information to everyone around the world.